0: And welcome back to Garbage Film. This is the show that seeks to prove that arty and trashy movies have a lot in common, and you don't need to enjoy just one or the other. So we'll take this week's movie and pair it with something artier or trashier, and hope that you discover an unexpected new favorite, or at the very least, are entertained. I am one of your hosts. My name is Nick. I remain Nick as always. And with me, as always, is my co-host and partner, Aaron. Hi, Aaron.
1: Hi, Nick.
0: How are you doing?
1: Good gonna be so weird when you say and today i am not nick (laughs) this is
0: all me just seeding it for
1: (laughs) for your eventual metamorphosis (laughs) i'm scared (laughs) no i'm good how are you
0: oh you know you're recovering from a cold so
1: (laughs) yeah did you get yeah okay so we got this thing that if anyone else out there also got a suspiciously lingering cold Mm mm-hmm With no COVID symptoms other than that you just feel like you might have COVID.
0: Yeah, Yeah, you're concerned. One of the symptoms is you think you might have COVID. Yeah. That's the main one. (laughs) That's, Uh, I
1: think, the main symptom of anything a human being can catch for the next 100 years, probably. Yeah. Cool. So, uh,
0: Aaron will do a good job of editing out if there are any coughs. (laughs) Um,
1: You won't have to listen to any of it. Oh, Oh, I just like that you've promised that in advance of my actual editing. (laughs) Oh, no
0: you offhandedly mentioned it to me so i'm gonna promise it to everyone
1: that's how promises work
0: yep exactly and speaking of promises
1: nice yeah this
0: week's movie deals with them quite a bit and of course you can obviously guess what movie i'm talking about i'm talking about the princess bride from 1987 this is a special book it was
1: the book my father used to read to me when i was sick and i used to read it to your father and today, I'm going to read it to you. I'll try and stay awake. Wesley had no money for marriage, so he packed his few belongings and left
0: the farm to seek his fortune across the sea. He's obviously seen us with the princess and let's therefore die. Pick up one of those rocks, get behind the boulder. The minute his head is in view, hit it with the rock!
1: man was not a sportsman, that. Eh? Look, I'm retired. I might kill whoever you want to meet the miracle. He's already dead. I'll take a look. Jesus, Grandpa, what did you read me this thing for? What a delightful movie. <laughs> Full of promises indeed. The yep. promise movie.
0: And this is, of course, continuing in uh Gen hairi Hairi.
1: I think we're past the uruk portion is the thing, and we're I now we're just committed to... It's
0: just <laughs> fantasy. We're <laughs> yeah. just hanging in a fantasy C world. Fantasy yeah. month. Yeah so princess bride this is directed by mr rob reiner with the screenplay screenplay oh boy and original book by william goldman um we all know this has got carrie elwis and mandy patinkin chris sarandon and christopher guest You got a chris and a christopher yeah yeah uh famously wallace Shawn, andre the giant Peter Falk, Fred Savage, Robin Wright, Billy Crystal, and we even got a little Carol Kane. Carol
1: Kane! To me, the whole movie is just ah, a crescendo ah. right up until Carol Kane comes on screen.
0: I can feel you like getting excited when we get me, and then... Yeah.
1: She's coming, she's coming, she's <laughs> coming! But Carol Kane!
0: The movie's basically over. Don't need to watch yeah, the last fine. 20 you minutes. Yeah, You can turn it off. Don't worry
1: about it. <laughs> uh, yes. Robin Wright's first movie, right? Yeah. Like, first starring role of any the, kind? She got
0: the the really important and introducing credit Mm -hmm. yeah
1: that's right what a what an opener yeah yikes
0: she is the only one that really has to be serious 100 percent of the time i think yeah
1: that's true she has to play it straight always i wonder if that's that's probably easier then you don't have to like you don't have to carry the the atmosphere of the film in the same way but it just
0: seems less fun
1: It does seem less fun, but she's great. We love her.
0: I'm picking up on whenever I'm describing an acting gig as fun. It's just fucking around on camera. (laughs) So I guess we'll learn about my acting style.
1: (laughs) It is impossible to direct. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Uh, I love that for you. So let's get into what happens in this little movie here. Let's do so uh one of the more famous parts of this where peter Falk and fred savage come in this is a nice framed story which i didn't know this is how the book is written too
1: oh is it really i, I have never read the book me that's... neither
0: but uh that's one of the reasons <laughs> that um goldman was like the one to adapt it because he's like oh i know yeah. how to do this yeah yeah, this yeah. Thing. i know how
1: to frame the story which
0: i have no idea how that reads as a novel that would be really no, interesting I really want to, yeah. yeah okay so two sales coming your way goldman selling two more books <laughs>
1: You snagged us.
0: I guess one household, to one book. Anyway. uh, Fred Savage is sick and Peter Fox's granddad, who's going to tell him the story that he's initially disinterested in. Yeah. Especially because it starts with kissing. Gross. Awful. Uh, The story itself is The Princess Bride, which is about Buttercup, the beautiful young woman living on a farm in the fictional kingdom of Florin. Uh, she, whenever she tells her farmhand Wesley to do something he always complies saying as you wish and uh, she eventually comes to realize that this <laughs> this is one of the first thing like oh we're just not doing any subtext uh, Peter <laughs> Fox just says like and what he actually meant was I love you yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> part, it's a very charming part of the book. It does yeah. such good setup of like, I'm just gonna, it's a fairy tale. I'm going to tell you how people feel. Yeah,
0: exactly. We yeah. don't need to deal with it's any fine. knowing glances. We got three minutes of those and yeah. we're good.
1: <laughs> Done. We're in it. <laughs>
0: uh, but she eventually realizes that she loves him too. Wesley leaves to seek his fortune overseas so that they can marry when his ship is attacked by the dread pirate Roberts off screen. Uh so Wesley <laughs> is presumed dead.
1: Yes. It's like, don't worry, I'm going to go make some money or die in a pirate attack. Those are equally likely at this point.
0: I do enjoy that Peter Falk is narrating this part and he's saying and then he died while they're like still kissing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, the voiceover is like, and then he was presumed dead after a vicious pirate attack, and they're like, mid-smooch. Yeah, I love it (laughs) because it's
0: it's just doing like, you know all the tropes, we're just getting it out of the way. Yes, (laughs) yeah. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Uh, So five years later, Buttercup is forcibly betrothed to Prince Humperdinck, which we just kind of skate over that. Mm. Yeah, that also
1: has a very fairy tale vibe to it of like, he chose the most beautiful girl in the kingdom, and like... Is there like a committee or do they send people door to door like bring out your girls? They probably do. Probably do that. Yeah.
0: It's just like canvassing. Going yeah, door to door exactly. and like, "Do you have any young ladies at home?
1: May we see them?" Not in a creepy way. <laughs> We're just going to take one.
0: He's of course the heir to the throne of Florin and has the best pronunciation of buttercup.
1: He nails it every time. Every
0: time. So
1: buttercup. Great. <laughs> that's pretty good thank you uh, all of i will say like i've i've seen this movie for you know years and years i think i was seven when i watched it for the first time around. classic seven-year-old movie yeah yes. for sure every line is just seared into my brain all, all of the deliveries so it oh, almost yeah. makes it a little hard to watch <laughs> as a movie because you're like i'll oh, get, like, to, the remove get yourself. to the next <laughs> part yeah okay the next line is this and then he says buttercup yeah
0: <laughs> i didn't actually know this one too well like i feel like we That's watched right, it for the first time together a couple of years back and before that i was like yeah. i think i know what that movie i've
1: seen this yeah. yeah yeah
0: yeah so this is
1: you're welcome yeah
0: it's still um
1: a fresh treat for you exactly thank nice. you <laughs> anyway bata cop
0: yeah cap. Uh, <laughs> but before they can get married she is kidnapped by three outlaws <laughs> Which are uh, the best part of the movie. It's just
1: oh, inarguable? A
0: short Sicilian named Vezini, a giant from Greenland named Fezic, and a Spanish fencing master named Anigo Montoya.
1: Okay, so here's something that's just occurring to me. What's that? Florin and Gilder are these, like, made up, you know, maybe one is France and one is England or whatever. Sure. But Spain exists, and Greenland, <laughs> Greenland exists, <laughs> oh, yeah. and Sicily exists, therefore Italy exists, as we've covered on a previous episode <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs>
0: Correct. Um, I hoped you wouldn't mention it, but it's okay. (laughs) Go check out one of our previous episodes where I talked about that. Uh, Um,
1: So, what the hell? I like (laughs) that to me is the funniest line to deliver because, like, he just yells, "Do you want me to send you back to where you were, unemployed in Greenland?" And it's the first indication that, like, this takes place in our own world. Yeah, (laughs) I love it
0: because it is—it's a real shortcut to like, don't. No specifics yeah. <laughs> are important. This is not reality. Don't worry Don't about it. Don't worry about it. About it. it. Yeah, it's <laughs> a grab bag. We're playing fast and loose, so just <laughs> enjoy what we've put together for you, fine folks. Our little,
1: yeah. Pangea of made up <laughs> and non made up countries. Anyway. Anyway. Yes. Uh, Outlaws. Uh, Another fairy tale. But also one tiny one, one medium one, one huge one. Yeah, and they're lined
0: up in yeah. <laughs> the red order. It's when great. They're, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: we later find out uh, the thing I was going to mention just before I forget about Montoya. We get his origin story later on about he's how his father was killed by a six fingered man, mm-hmm. and it's very dramatic. Uh,
1: yes, all of the music hits for this are, are very funny. Like, they're obviously just done on a MIDI keyboard oh or God, whatever, yeah. and it's it's one step up from a 1940s, like, horror. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> like, a little more artful than that, but not by much. The
0: technical term that I find very funny is that it's full of Mickey Mousing, which is That's just right, yeah. being the most unsubtle as possible with the soundtrack to, yeah. Yeah. Somebody hits a sword against another sword and you have just a MIDI point, hit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mickey mousing yep and behind so they these three outlaws flee with robin wright buttercup and uh, behind them we have a man in black in pursuit and behind him we have prince humperdinck and his uh royal entourage
1: coterie yeah i don't know yeah sure royal his, entourage
0: his confirmed bachelor friend christopher Guest, with him <laughs>
1: Oh, is that, is that the vibe? That's the vibe I was picking oh, okay, up on. Okay, all but. right, all right. He's sinister. Yeah. I guess in, in fairy tales that's often coded a certain way. But yes, it is. Yes.
0: It, I'm basing this all on one conversation they have about how uh, Prince Humperdinck is swamped and Christopher Guest is like, you have to take care of your health. Oh, that's That's the right. entire vibe I'm picking up
1: on. That's true. No, he does do this like, I'd love to watch you work, but yeah. I simply can't today. It, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Christopher Guest is very, like, soft-spoken and...
0: <laughs> yeah, it's sinister. Yep. Uh, anyway, I'm getting Anyway, I'm sorry. Yep. Yes,
1: we totally... Yep. <laughs> Just thinking about Christopher Brand. Guest
0: and my head is going into a cloud.
1: Mine uh. <laughs> <laughs> too. He has that effect.
0: Uh, the man in black uh, catches up with everybody and confronts them one at a time, starting with Inigo at the Cliffs of Insanity, which is one of my favorite names. I feel like... Am I making this up that every time Wallace Shawn screams the Cliffs of Insanity, there's like a... Grr! like an eagle
1: <laughs> there setback. there definitely is one in the first announcement but there's also another blast of like <laughs> keyboard music <laughs> really uh
0: so he defeats indigo in that duel then he chokes out the giant Fezzik into unconsciousness and tricks Vizini into drinking poison killing him all the famous stuff which i know and even coming back to this watch is just like oh yeah that makes up most of the movie right like no it's twenty minutes no
1: yeah <laughs> strap in
0: yeah which for me it's all it's all denouement from there really but
1: uh <laughs> <laughs> it's just because you love Wallace Shawn it's in this so movie funny. so she's so fucking good <laughs> I really like to me this almost has the opposite effect where the framing device pops in less and less yeah. over this and it's I think it's almost uninterrupted over this set of like he's defeating the three henchmen. Yeah,
0: I think it's all in one chunk and you might get like yeah. a little narration, but it never cuts yeah, a away. voiceover or something, yeah. yeah.
1: The, first, the first bit is, and like the, the sets are getting more expansive and less like, less looking like they're built out of cardboard or yeah. something. Like I think the first big interruption is when Buttercup tries to flee while they're on the ocean, and she jumps in, and the eels almost get her, and then Peter Flock kind of pops in, and he's like, she doesn't die at this time, like, (laughs) you look worried, and so it just completely rips you right out of the the story at that time, and you do get a little annoyed as well, you're like, oh, I was actually, like, I was sinking into this yeah. and, you know. And so it just gets more and more like the cliffs of insanity are obviously, you know, they cut away. Like it's obviously a set, but like a, an okay set. Yeah. And it then it reminds the...
0: me of like a, a Star Trek first totally, like original yeah. series Star Trek Fake where
1: rock texture. Yeah. Yes, a Gorn might come around the corner at any moment. <laughs> the Gorner. Um sorry. And already well, you know
0: it was coming from the Gorner store.
1: Uh... I, I did this to myself. <laughs> this is my fault, and it you know, and by the end, by the time he's defeated vizini they're they are on a moor somewhere Like, yeah. for real, and so it's just yeah i I like that to me it's it starts it starts rolling mm. at that point they're mm. they're really established, they're into it, so Fair. it takes those three people to like level up into like true story time and now
0: you're yeah, now you're into it, yeah. and you
1: I get it though,
0: yeah. I think that it's mostly my memories of this movie are those trio.
1: Totally. But I mean. Totally fair.
0: We still got Fezzik and Inigo, an so I mean, it's not yes. like it's a total loss. Or
1: <laughs> <laughs> the meanest one is gone. Though
0: it is the screenwriting thing of like, take away the character that you love so that you really feel the emotional <laughs> <laughs> stakes of the whole thing.
1: Yeah, when he just goes from vertical to horizontal <laughs> in one frame. Real emotional stakes.
0: Yeah, baby. Nice. Uh, so, the man in black takes Buttercup prisoner and they flee. Buttercup correctly guesses that he is the dread pirate Roberts and berates him for killing Wesley. And he, uh, is really mean back to her. He's so So mean. I
1: think he he was actually pissed off at her at this point. Yeah, because he
0: thinks, like, oh, what is love? Yeah, the first chance
1: she gets... I'm sure that was going through his head at the time, yeah. (laughs) He's wearing, like, velvet pants or something. It feels like perhaps a late 80s music video is (laughs) imminent. Just around the corner. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Fair. He doesn't know. Neither of them knows the full story. Yes, they
0: don't have the context, the crucial context. There you go. Yeah. This is what long-distance relationships were like back then. Uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I kidnap you, you push me down a hill. Yep,
0: and she does, and he screams as (laughs) you wish as he rolls down, and she realizes, like, oh, no. This super mean dude is the guy I love.
1: <laughs> oh, shit.
0: And I love the the gag of just, oh, and I'll tumble down the hill yeah. after him. It's very funny to me. What
1: have I done? Leap. <laughs>
0: Uh, And then they enter the Fire Swamp, where Wesley explains how the Dread Pirate Roberts is a title that's passed down to others. He took it when the previous Roberts wanted to retire, and now he's going to do the same now that he's found Buttercup. Yes. Which is really cute, hanging up the career for her.
1: Yeah. Retiring at 28 or whatever.
0: (laughs) All the tricks of, like, this (laughs) 28-year-old is able to retire.
1: (laughs) How did he do it? Well, he had a pirate um, fleet. A pirate gifted him an entire <laughs> fleet. <Yeah.
0: laughs> Every time. Uh- <laughs> Uh, But Humperdinck finds them coming out of the fire swamp and he secretly orders his sadistic vizier, Count Rugen, to take Wesley to his torture chamber, the Pit of Despair, after promising Buttercup he would keep him alive. Pit of Despair. Yep.
1: This was very scary to me as a child.
0: Yeah, I get it. There's some screwed up stuff coming up. Uh, But before being knocked out, Wesley notices that Count Rugen has six fingers on his right hand (gasps) and realizes that he is the man who killed and he goes father
1: he does a very cool like oh i see that you have six fingers someone was looking for you
0: Bunk. <laughs>
1: <gets knocked> <laughs> i love that line that's such a good that feels like such a act break moment yeah
0: <laughs> good hard cut to black and yeah. that feels like okay potty break oh, potty realization. break. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. get your snacks <laughs> for all the kids in the, in the audience yep <laughs> uh but then humperdinck as mentioned he falsely promised to keep Wesley alive, and then re-falsely promises (laughs) uh, Buttercup that he's going to search for Wesley because her idea was, keep him alive, I'll marry you if you just let him go.
1: Yeah, we'll go back to original plan if you just let this guy
0: go. And I like this bit quite a bit. His real plan isn't like, oh, I'll hold Hmm. her out for money or anything like that. He wants to kill her to start a war because he wants to start a war. This is very... Like that's legit surprising <laughs> stuff to yeah. me. The first time I watched this,
1: <laughs> you do get this little like Vizini is talking about it on the boat mm-hmm. as they kidnap her that first scene, and he's like, "Yeah, don't worry. Like this is this is a time honored, you know, job is is
0: political assassination. Yeah, for... intrigue like yeah.
1: assassination and and maneuvering world wars and stuff <laughs> like that. And so we're like, oh, someone." I- the assumption at that time is, oh, it's Gilder, the country across the sea, mm-hmm. that has paid them to kidnap and Rash. start a war with, like, their rarin to, to go with Florin. No, no, it's Florin, who is trying to, like, get their own populace riled up. Are they doing a false they're flag operation? Shit,
0: fuck! I was trying to think of uh, a <laughs> fun medieval pun thing to do, but they just have flags. So. <laughs> flags are everywhere, yep. so this is a false one. <laughs> and this one. It's false. Uh, Oh my god. Humperdinck
1: did (laughs) 911. 911. 911. I'm not American.
0: (laughs) I'm going to cut this out. (laughs) Save it for me, though.
1: (laughs) Your new ringtone.
0: Meanwhile, Inigo and Fezzik are reunited after Humperdinck orders the thieves to be arrested in the forest. Uh, the Thieves' Forest. He orders everybody to be arrested. Um,
1: <laughs> I like that they have a place called the Thieves' Forest. Yeah. That's just like, yeah, that's where that's your job. I that's feel like where it's you hang out. Just shorthand
0: for like, get all the Robin Hoods. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Fezzik tells Inigo about Rugen. That he's got six fingers. And Inigo realizes he needs Wesley's help to storm the castle.
1: Yes. They yeah. only have... They they used to have Vizzini for the brains. They no longer have the brains.
0: Nope. They just got a sword and a punch. Yeah. Yep. Uh, back at the castle, Buttercup accuses Humperdink of failing to search for Wesley. Big friggin' surprise.
1: Ooh. It's okay. She was raised on a farm. She's not... She doesn't <laughs> have to be real bright. She's only
0: talked to Wesley and horses. Yeah. So.
1: <laughs> and was kidnapped. She's yep. not in great shape.
0: No. Enraged, Humperdinck imprisons Buttercup and tortures Wesley to death because he's just—he's well, he so sick of. of get
1: He's—he gets mad because she calls him a coward a bunch oh, and right. is like, "You couldn't, you couldn't beat Wesley fairly, so you have to like you—you were just a little coward, a little sniveling weasel." And, and to prove
0: it, I'll go beat him unfairly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> his hands are literally tied behind his back, and I will put him in the death machine. Yep,
0: cranks that fucker up to 50.
1: Yeah, <laughs> which is not good. They started with, what is it, one? One, and yeah. he's like,
0: I killed a year of your life. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh my god, so he's actually 78 by the time this movie is <laughs> over? It's
0: looking good for a 78-year-old. Yeah,
1: not bad.
0: I Oh, I skipped over it, but Christopher Guest's little, like, Friggin' postgraduate scientific study yeah. questions about torturing <laughs> Wesley. So funny. Yeah,
1: he's like, I want you to be honest with how you feel about it, about being in the machine. This is for posterity. This so, is good research. So Please be, be honest. honest.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah.
1: <laughs> starts writing, licks a pen, starts writing that. He's so sadistic, but he's so fun to watch.
0: Yeah, I love... Christopher Guest just has one of the the most psychotic faces, I Yes, feel like.
1: and I feel like I, I have a really hard time connecting him to any of his previous roles. I don't know if it's like... Is his a face that takes fake beards and makeup well? Like, it's, it's got just... A, he's I, I always a think it's
0: so blank. <laughs> the thing that I always he just think came of, out of the factory. Yeah, I... I always think of him in Little Shop of Horrors Yeah, that's where he, right. he is just like a guest or a, a guy buying flowers. Yeah, And he just has, he acts like somebody who is just, I'm a new human today. <laughs> he walking he off
1: acts the- like <laughs> a video NPC, like yeah. a video game. Yeah. Hello, do you have any flowers for sale? <laughs> he
0: does. Uh, love Christopher Guest. He's a Canadian, right? We can claim him.
1: Oh, I don't know. Sure, let's say yes. Who's sure. going to check?
0: Um, I'm thinking of plumber. That's who I'm thinking of. Is oh, Canadian? Christopher Plummer. Yes, he is. Okay, cool. That's Fine. been your Canadian content
1: <laughs> Canadian heritage <laughs> moment.
0: Uh, so, an Enigo and Fezzik, who have heard and followed Wesley's whales through the forest to find his dead body.
1: Yeah, he turns up the machine to 50 and we get, like, the wide shot of the whole the kingdom and birds are flying out of the forest all of a sudden. Like, like oh I feel
0: like he, if this was modern day, this would be, like, powers going out around the city because it's totally used Totally
1: flickering him. power, yeah. yeah. This was the part that really fucked me up as a kid.
0: And rightfully so, because it's, yeah, it's messed up. He dies.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they torture him to death. This is a kid's book.
0: Yeah, all the good kid's books.
1: Yeah, that's true. Real
0: perilous stakes. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they bring him, uh, his corpse, to Miracle Max, a folk healer, and his wife, Valerie. (laughs) Val. (laughs) (laughs) Val. Uh, where Max revives the mostly dead Wesley, uh, though he is severely weakened, which means he can't really stand or move under yeah. his own power.
1: The the bit that I love about this scene in particular is that the only thing I know really about the behind the scenes of this movie is that they just made it all up. This oh, yeah. whole scene is just, so this is your classic fucking around. Like, if yes. you were in this movie, you would want to be
0: Miracle Max. Yeah.
1: I don't, can you imagine how many takes they had to do of everything? Like
0: The one behind the scenes thing I know is that they only used, like... Two percent of every, like they didn't use anything, which is so sad because oh, Rob wronged. Reiner had to keep leaving set because he was so close to throwing up from laughing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh God, I would be so proud of myself if I made the director puke yeah, from laughing. But it's
0: that thing of like you get close to that line and it gets so easy to get back up to that. <laughs> that's over. true
1: that's true uh, <laughs> oh bless them
0: i wish yeah maybe maybe this is a this feels like a classic dvd extra there's gonna be like totally. 20 minutes of billy crystal and carol Bale. kane yeah making just, rob writer vomit everyone that's else is
1: in tears yeah <laughs> how, th- how hard do you think it was to be carrie elwis and to just stay there motionless you're a corpse you can't smile <laughs> I wonder if his face is in frame for a lot of it. (laughs) There's a reason he's
0: not in most of the frame, I'm sure. But I I was thinking about this watching it, and Billy Crystal is mostly on his own in shots.
1: That's true. Okay, fair enough.
0: Yeah, yeah. Bless. Uh, So the three of them storm the castle, uh, panics and orders the in-progress wedding ceremony to be shortened with our, just, timeless, <laughs> Mowage.
1: Mowage. I forgot how much of a dramatic pause there is. It's there's, so like, funny. a zoom on him, right up, leading up to that. Uh, can you imagine the first time he saw this movie and he didn't know what was gonna come out of his mouth?
0: And he says Mowage, and then there's, like, a four-second pause. <laughs> yes, it reverberates <laughs> through the hall. Yeah. Uh, I know that's one of those things that every talks about all the time, mm-hmm. but like it still is funny. It it's extremely so funny. <laughs> Inigo finds and kills Rugen. We get it, the very dramatic revenge bit yeah. uh, in his in their duel after he taunts him about his father. The thing that I love about it is, is he goes so hard to of, like offer me all the money in the world, offer me power, offer me everything. Yeah, <laughs> just want my father back. You son of a bitch.
1: Anything I want.
0: Ah, uh, so great. I love yeah, it.
1: Yeah, he's, he's practiced that in his head. He's had 20 years. Yeah,
0: yes, that That's is very sure. much a rehearsed, mm-hmm. and he goes, got that right up. <laughs> bust air. Uh, Wesley locates Buttercup, who was about to commit suicide, believing that she was married. Uh, Wesley assures her that the marriage <laughs> is invalid because she never completed the wedding vows. This is teaching the importance of consent right off the bat. I love it.
1: <laughs> you didn't say I do yeah. actively vocally. So it does not,
0: yep. it's not real. Uh, Humpernick finds them and attempts to kill Wesley in his defenseless state, but Wesley basically just talks him into submission, into arresting himself. He just much.
1: bullies him into sitting down. Yep.
0: <laughs> just,
1: this guy's very easy to bully. Yeah, he, he is, is a, a bully, worm. He, yeah, he's a little fucking worm.
0: Yep. <laughs> Uh, after killing Rugen, Inigo is unsure of what to do with his life, and Wesley offers him the Dread Pirate Roberts title, so hey. great little bow on that. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, F- Fezix just found four beautiful horses for them. <laughs> Fezzik's
1: just been wandering the castle like, I mean, I, assume I can go down here. He's just been like Find walking up
0: behind guards and giving him a cartoon bonk on the head.
1: <laughs> Checking to see if they have Wesley now? Nope. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
0: And then back in the bedroom, the boy eagerly asks his grandfather to read him the story again the next day, to which Peter Falk lovingly replies, as you wish. It's so such precious. a cute little thing.
1: Yeah, you expect him to wink and go like, Doo.
0: Yeah, <laughs> very much.
1: Yeah, I love that. I also didn't know that was Peter. I mean, I didn't know who Peter Falk was watching not. it as a child. He a mustache, but... how could you tell? <laughs> But I did. I so badly wanted him to do. Well, one more thing in this. In
0: this <laughs> uh, fucking... well, just one more thing. Oh, oh, sorry. As sorry. You wish. Yeah.
1: <laughs> For no, just totally shoehorned in. But yeah, yeah. I like it. I I do. I'm such a fan of the like the framing devices can get a little bit silly. Yeah. In other movies, but I
0: feel like they do a bunch of it early on, and then there's like you were saying there's such long stretches where it doesn't interrupt that when it eventually does interrupt again you're like oh yeah i was so into the story that
1: i yeah the actual and it it's very clearly tapered off the interruptions taper off as you get more into it so you are you are like into the story the same amount as the kid yeah he's your little surrogate Yeah, yeah 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 like there's you know he interrupts a lot at the beginning and then and then the first time that the grandfather interrupts is is when Buttercup looks like she's in peril and and he's like clutching his blankets <laughs> yeah. and he's like oh, oh okay. i was nervous i wasn't scared um, <laughs> yeah. and then yeah and then just like you said throw in sprinkle in a few voiceovers as things go along but then yeah. it kind of it kind of gives that narration you know roll over to like the it's the
0: fairy tale thing right it's just like yeah
1: and and we start to use the music more as the moving from scene to scene tool and the first i think the first time that oh i know why it feels so much like this when they capture wesley and buttercup coming out of the forest Mm -hmm. the or the fire swamp that's the first time that there's a cut Without us throwing back to the grandpa and the grandson, he like bonks Wesley on the head and (laughs) it cuts to black. And then you go to the next scene and there's no narrator interruption. So it's just flowing along Mm. like it's you're fully immersed in it at that point, you know?
0: Yeah. And coming off of like just some real so odd, such odd fantasy elements of like okay there's a fire swamp there's this <laughs> insane sinkhole sand and yeah. the RUS is, is so
1: this feels like you're right like peak 80s child peril stuff yeah. where you any one of these things could murder someone but it's a kids movie so you don't die <laughs>
0: and it makes sense that the the effects people can have it both ways because they this was just such a tiny budgeted movie mm. so like the screaming eels look so They're fake. They're
1: so puppety, I love them. And the
0: RUSs look so fake. And, yep. like, William Goldman was like, no, they need to look more real, and everyone's just like, we don't have any money.
1: <laughs> We're not gonna do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's, that's, you can easily get away with that as, like, it's part of, you know, it's the grandpa describing yeah. a, a, an RUS to his grandson. Like, it doesn't have to be a real thing. Yeah,
0: it's great. It's just builds in that little bit of, like, oh, you don't like how it looks. This is just a dumb kid imagining it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This is Fred Savage's fault. If you don't like my effects quality, go beat him
0: up. And I'm going to point out the last thing of like, we were both uh, sick with our colds and watched this movie. This yeah. feel, this legitimately does feel like, a, oh, I just want to throw on something comforting and nice. Totally. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: We are Fred Savage. Yeah. Oh no, don't beat us up. <laughs> yeah. I like that so much. I don't know if you had like, I, I have sisters and so growing up, we had like books of fairy tales and things. I don't know if this is a, a boy child thing or, mm. Or not? I, I think feel like we it might just be, weren't but...
0: a very reading household. We weren't.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um the books of fairy tales always have you know illustrations like as you turn the page yeah showing what's what's going on and and the music to me functions it's such bad music but almost in that in that very like ornate silly way where you're it's trying to say okay here is the mood you should be feeling yeah here is the sound effect like it's it's so obvious it is just a literal illustration there's nothing meant to be subtle about it (laughs) it's not supposed to be like a wonderful you know addition to it's it's a separate part of the story. (laughs) It's it's as it should be as obvious as the narration or the dialogue.
0: Yeah, even knowing all that, I hate the score <laughs> in this so much. It's
1: I know that's fair. You,
0: when I think it's of, very overwrought. When I when people talk about synth scores in a really derogatory way, Mm-mm. derogatory about synth scores. Uh, the this is what I'm picturing. It's this. This yeah, is the sure. exact yeah. thing you can do some good synth scores. Just <laughs> it's the one thing that even knowing that it's fulfilling that purpose, I'm still like I could do with like ninety percent less. Just turn it way down. Literally the volume on it. Or, okay, is
1: your beef that it's synth? Would you prefer an orchestra? Because I think it would
0: be funnier if it was an orchestra. Because then you take (laughs) the thing of like, check out how serious and how built up this thing is. And all it is is to go like, when a sword hits another sword.
1: (laughs) It would be funnier, actually. I would like to see that.
0: (laughs) But I think that comes back to the budget thing again. That's fair. That's fair.
1: It does kind of stick out as like... If you're having this very, like, fairy tale, once upon a time, like, yeah. the synth, having a keyboard player your, your soundtrack is very
0: I grating. Mean, I don't know if the guitar, uh, for all the love theme stuff, is synth or not. You can get a good guitar patch, so I don't know if that's... Yes, yeah.
1: I have to assume it's not, just because it doesn't sound like trash.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and this is in the 80s when we didn't have guitar patch technology like we do have now. <laughs>
1: We're so lucky, Nick.
0: <laughs> we live in the future. <laughs>
1: <laughs> guitars sound like guitars. <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: well, I have the return of a segment for you that I wasn't expecting to get to do. Oh, my God. But it's once again time for Injury and Destruction yes! Roundup. Yes!
1: <laughs>
0: Aw! It's very short. What a
1: treat for me! Uh,
0: one of them was... Uh, I've already mentioned Rob Reiner feeling sick from laughing <laughs> too hard. Uh, one of...
1: Of the injuries is yep. Rob Reiner's stomach. But in there, <laughs>
0: Mandy Patinkin said that he bruised a rib oh. from like clutching <laughs> from his, holding, stu- yeah. Yeah, from trying to hold in his laughter. <laughs> like it was like just holding his breath. And then for a while, he's just oh, like, God. ow, why does this hurt so bad? <laughs> so that's a minor one. But oh, the main he, reason.
1: He's he's a mass yeah. on screen. Like he does not crack. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> he, he
0: Putting his, his ribs in danger. Yeah. Sacrificing his body for there. the play. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he's a professional but the main reason I wanted to put this segment back in is because uh, we've talked about Count Rugen bonking Wesley on the head Uh-oh. a number of times already and he gets have. to black Carrie Elvis told Christopher Guest don't hold back just bonk me no. like really hard because I want to sell this and I don't know that it's going to look with like it being this close I don't yeah. know that it's actually going to look good so he's like okay he bonked him with like the fake sword hilt and everything uh, Elvis was rushed to hospital and they shut down production for the day <laughs>
1: Are you happy now, Carrie? Is that good for
0: you? This feels like a real like, once you get bonked, I'm gonna bonk him.
1: (laughs) He said. He said to you heard him say it. Oh my god. That just like if you were just using the top of your fist or something, maybe? Yeah. But that's a that's a piece of, like, either metal or plastic, but it's yeah. very concentrated. I don't know. So what happened to him?
0: Uh, he, they did he just, like crack I, his
1: skull or something? No,
0: no, I think it was just abundance of caution. I think he legit, like, he didn't black out, but he legit fell down and was like, what's happening? <laughs> oh, no.
1: <laughs> so, that cut to black is actually they, from Gary yeah, perspective. Yeah, exactly.
0: I did, they did keep him overnight. I know that much. Okay. So, like. Christopher guest just <laughs> casually hospitalizing Carriolas. huh
1: How dare you? I've met Cariolas too. He's extremely nice yeah. and like a very gentle man and i can see him just being like no no like you go for it your job is to sell this i'm uh, here for what you need and then being like
0: who am i like, and i think at this time too carrie elvis isn't very big but christopher guest has already had his all his comedies coming oh, out, right? okay. <laughs> so he's pretty big
1: <laughs> so he's like deferring to the big dog yeah a little bit. <laughs> i gotta assume yeah that's great <laughs> And uh, whose finger did they chop off to add to Rugen's Gloves? Is (laughs) that that part of the uh... scene?
0: They took it off of Christopher Guest's left and put it on his (laughs) right.
1: So technically he's a ten-fingered man. It's just a little... Six on one. The arrangement isn't... Four on the other.
0: That's how that saying goes, right?
1: (laughs) That is something you just said. Yep. (laughs) It's been said out loud. Is that what you mean? And into
0: a microphone for posterity.
1: (laughs) It's real now. (laughs) Oh, I love that.
0: Speaking of seniority, though. Seniority. I wanted to bring up another guy on the crew who worked on this movie okay. that just keeps coming up. Uh, Bob Anderson was the swordmaster on this movie. Oh, Bob! Okay. Who, uh, people who have been listening to other Jan uruk episodes will know that he's the swordmaster on Lord of the Rings and big taught big Vigo deal. Mortensen. Yeah, yeah. Big, huge deal.
1: Made Vigo Mortensen into, like, a swordmaster. master, yeah. Literally. Literally. Capital M
0: uh i feel like Dope. that's a thing that you get on your business cards that's like, oh 100
1: yeah. uh, <laughs> first day
0: he did all the fencing instruction for pirates of the caribbean movies uh, okay. um but i wanted to talk a little bit oh, about wow. his life because yeah he's please
1: that's quite a gap what a yeah, yeah okay go for it
0: so like i said he's, he's the the big famous carrie was inigo montoya bob anderson is training them and all that and they it famously, looks so cool yeah and famously like Carrie Elvis and Mandy Patinkin did all of that on their own. Right, yeah. With like one or two stunt doubles for like the flips. There's
1: a gymnastics guy, right? Yeah.
0: So uh, Bob Anderson was an Olympic fencer.
1: Oh, yes. Okay, Uh, that makes
0: sense. He competed in the 1952 Olympics. Wow. Uh, But right after that, he had no, he was just a fencing guy up until then. Right after that, he got a call from Hollywood. (laughs) It's
1: Hollywood speaking.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Pretty much. It was a producer <laughs> uh, calling him because uh, it, it was a producer who was previously a fencing guy who was like helping produce oh, okay. the stunts on like these old swashbuckling adventures.
1: Oh, okay. Um, like those Errol Flint. I know it's before, but like that type of
0: thing. Yeah, exactly. Okay, all right. um, so this is 53. Uh, this producer, fencer guy, is calling every single good fencer he knows because they're trying to like have a huge swashbuckling scene with, like, extras in the background that uh, know what they're doing. Yeah, 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 sure, sure. Uh, and also to be, like, stunt people for the sword fights. Um, so Bob it's is, surprising. like... Bob is into it. Uh, and this is an Errol Flynn movie. Um,
1: oh, okay. Oh, why did I think that those were all in, like, the 30s and stuff?
0: I did, too. I Maybe this is yeah. Errol yeah. Flynn last that long. I don't know much about Errol Flynn. But this is a, a movie called... Where the hell is it? The Master of Ballantrae.
1: I haven't heard of.
0: Okay. Um, the only thing I really know about Errol Flynn is that he's like the guy who's the swashbuckler. Yeah, That's.
1: I know he's like a sex predator and he has <laughs> yeah. swords. Those are the two things I know about Errol Flynn. <laughs> cool legacy! Be very
0: cool. Well, knowing that about uh, Errol Flynn, you'll be glad to know that during rehearsal, Bob, uh, he's not used to pulling his... Sword strikes. Sure. So he slashed the hell out of uh, Errol Flynn's thigh. Oops. Like he. Oops. There's another hospitalization.
1: <laughs> oh, that's a big. You could kill big somebody. Artery. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: oh, honey. So at the time, this is the '50s. Everybody who sees an actor do something on screen is like, "Oh, that's." The person is actually like that. So this is legitimately Errol Flynn <laughs> fighting off all these people. <laughs> he is that good, and like he was a he was a fine fencer. He was quite good sure, sure, adventure guy. Yeah, but this cemented Bob's career. He was.
1: <laughs> Wait, so this this was like, oh, you conquered Errol Flynn. Yes. Why are we so stupid? <laughs> we are the stupidest fucking animals on the planet. <laughs> uh,
0: Yes, we are. Where
1: did mommy's face go? Oh, there it is. <laughs> They've got my nose. Give it back. <laughs> but when you're 40. Yeah. we just okay.
0: But for years, the way that Bob got hired uh, onto things was pro- producers would be like looking for him. The like networking stuff, they would say, "I want to hire the man who stabbed Errol Flynn."
1: <laughs> yeah, I will bet a lot of people said that, <laughs> <laughs> which is
0: so great to me.
1: <laughs> I guess if you're gonna go for like realism,
0: yeah. Uh, after like for the next couple of years, he didn't work a ton, a ton. He has like 55 credits or something like that, okay. which is still pretty great. Yeah, uh, he has unfortunately passed away by this time. But, oh, okay. uh, he Lord of the Rings was his, one of his last major. Major, major sure, it
1: be that and then Pirates. Pirates, right? yeah. yeah. Um,
0: but uh, he worked with Kubrick on, like, Barry Lyndon. He was oh. a fencing instructor for that, <laughs> sure. which I have not seen. This honestly made me more interested to see it than previously. <laughs>
1: you know it's going to be cool to watch.
0: But the big thing that we all know him from, I didn't know this, uh, and apparently most people didn't know this, uh, Mark Hamill came out to say this recently because it was never properly credited anywhere. He's Darth Vader. He's the guy... What? He's the guy holding Darth Vader's lifesaver every time Darth Vader fights. Are you serious? It's Bob Anderson.
1: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so what happened to the guy? Oh, um...
0: David um, Prowse. uh, He's uh, Vader for everything in... The first oh, Star Wars. he's
1: combat Vader. Bob Anderson is combat Vader. Bob,
0: uh, yeah, Bob Anderson is combat Vader for Empire Strikes <laughs> Back and Return of the Jedi. So oh. everybody who sees Star Wars and is like, what did they do to make Vader actually able to, like, yeah. seem menacing in a fight, <laughs> they brought in Bob oh, Anderson. Oh, that
1: rules! That's so cool! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's, re- I mean, I know there were, like, costume redesigns in between, you yeah. know, New Hope and Empire, but, like, so you can- Vader could turn his body. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Because those, so, those are such distinctive fights. Like the the fight in Empire where they're going through the bowels of the, you know. Yeah. I, oh, that's so cool.
0: But the. He's like, huge.
1: Is he huge? They
0: had like lifts and stuff. He's pretty big, yeah. Oh, okay. He, he's All not right. small by I any means. I think of
1: fencers as like jockeys, as like little light dudes. I no, know I think that's they're fair. tall and gangly. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right.
0: Gotta get that reach.
1: <laughs> fair, yeah. yeah. Long arms. Yep. If nothing else.
0: Uh, yeah, so Mark Hamill, like, in a bunch of press for junkets, I think for the new trilogy. Talked about, like, no one talks about how this is Bob Anderson. He's not credited anywhere because oh, there was boo. the Hollywood thing of, oh, we need to make it seem like one person's um, doing everything.
1: Yes, this has to be. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: So, boo. yeah. Good on you, Bob.
1: <laughs> yeah. And good on Mark. That's good uh, good sportsmanship. Yeah.
0: Cool. Um, I could be wrong on when he announced that, but that's the most re- that's the earliest thing I could find in print on Bob Anderson being Darth Vader.
1: Yeah. Okay. Just wild shit. That's so cool. So he's fought Mark Hamill and Errol Flynn. <laughs>
0: yep and, and one <laughs> and presumably Viggo mortensen yeah. like he's
1: manny patinkin yep yeah johnny Depp. that's so cool yeah ah neat <laughs> i was very afraid i was that i thought this was continuing the injury and destruction roundup I guess bob anderson got both his arms dropped off or something i don't know well very uh, glad yep. to hear that yeah
0: and he continued to just be like an a fencing instructor for like Olympia Olympic people. He yeah, was uh, he ran the fencing instruction program in Canada for oh the longest time. Just
1: all of Canada. Yep. Oh. Okay. Like the
0: the national. You're going to the Olympics oh. fencing instructor.
1: Oh. See, program. we've taken lessons from someone who has trained Olympic fencers. Yep. So, so they. Maybe. That's a straight line. <laughs> We're Bob Anderson's students.
0: <laughs> yeah, that one lesson. We I'm took.
1: so happy for us. yeah <laughs> that is so cool uh
0: and the last cool thing i wanted to bring up well you decide if it's cool right um <laughs> is about the inspiration for dread pirate roberts
1: Ooh, i immediately deem this cool
0: <laughs> dread pirate roberts is like most pirates in fiction based on a guy
1: <laughs> sure yep. the
0: one guy known as uh the great pirate that's literally his name oh wow aka black bart uh, born uh, bartholomew roberts um okay but we're also not sure if that's his real name
1: is this blackbeard
0: nope
1: different guy different guy so you have black bart and blackbeard and yep. we're supposed to tell those they were the friends part. <laughs> they were doing this on purpose aren't <laughs> right? okay oh how stoked do you have to be to, to like oh yes i cinched the nickname great pirate yeah i know oh, nailed
0: it here's some reasons why okay he was the most successful pirate of all time over his <laughs> two-year career Oh, he okay. captured and plundered over 400 vessels. Oh, that's a lot of vessels. He is the progenitor of the Skull and Crossbones flag. Oh shit! Yeah, he didn't come up okay. with that one specifically, but he's the guy that was like, "What if we put skulls on what? it? <laughs>
1: what if we make it like kind of spooky?" His
0: first flag is <laughs> like a him skeleton? standing on two skulls with a flaming sword.
1: Whoa! <laughs> yeah. this guy's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he is. Okay, all right, that's
0: pretty cool. So, where he came from, he worked in the navy, uh, Eng- uh, English navy, to start. He okay. was paid a pittance, as most uh, English Navy people are.
1: Do you want to get pirates? That's how you get pirates! Yeah,
0: be- because he was a commoner, he would never rise above his station that he had. Yeah. Uh, one day his boat was captured by pirates, and he was conscripted into their ranks. He didn't really like the idea, but when no rescue attempt was made for the crew, as it was deemed too expensive, this combo <laughs> made him be like, Okay,
1: all right, then fuck you too.
0: Fuck all you. I'm going to steal every single boat you have.
1: I, I, we are the dumbest animals on the planet. Like, how do you treat someone like that and be like, they probably won't become a pirate?
0: <laughs> so, this is in 1719. Okay. At the end of 1719, a group of literally a pirate's council comes together. This is all real? Yeah. They held a vote.
1: <laughs> so, the silliest stuff from Pirates of the Caribbean is, is based on real. real. <laughs> Okay.
0: Um, Oh, please continue. uh, They came together, and the idea was nobody on this council can become the captain of all the pirates. We have to choose somebody who's not us. And so they elected our boy here. uh, (laughs) Black Bart! And at this point, he's he's just like first mate on a boat.
1: Sure, okay, so like no 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 danger of him like overthrowing the council. Like he's still a little bit less No, senior, the and... reason
0: they chose him is because they were like, This is the most fair man I have ever met in my life. Oh. He has such a strong personality, people will follow him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we can trust his moral judgment. Like Oh wow. Yeah.
1: Pirates are so cool. I don't understand I yeah. mean, you know, there's like pillage and rape and <laughs> but just, like, as a society? I don't know. Yeah, it they're just like trying
0: to build an alternative, <laughs> yeah. is really what it is. Well, stealing everything from the I mean, mainstream. <clears throat> yes. uh, but he ran his boat, which be, then became fleet, which then became fleets, uh, <laughs> democratically.
1: What What is the what is the order of magnitude on, like, when does a fleet become multiple fleets? When is there actually a number?
0: Uh, no, the way that they broke this down that I read, and I could be wrong on all this, I did very cursory pirate research, <laughs> uh, they, that They'd be he, proud of you. he starts out with his one boat, he captures more boats, and yeah. he starts putting people in charge of those boats, but they all answer to him, Yeah, and eventually it became, okay, you're now captains, Oh, the captains have... themselves control several boats, and I control the captain, I gotcha. kind of thing.
1: <laughs> so he Peterman schemed it. Yeah, pretty much. Alright, okay, respect that. Built
0: that shit up. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, so over his, uh, between two to three year career, he amassed a fleet that stopped all trade in the West Indies, just all of it, they just stopped trading, because they're like, it's them. not worth it.
1: It's, yeah, we can't sustain this.
0: Uh, his fleet was large enough that, uh, certain governments, and the one specific I could find, the French government, would host his ships and let him just take over a port for, like, days on end, <laughs> so because it do? wasn't worth fighting him.
1: yeah. <laughs> We could throw a bunch of ships into this maw, or yeah. just let him park here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, he oh. eventually he died two and a half years into his career. Um, oh God! From stray cannon fire that just caught oh. him in the neck. Oh, oh bleh, bleh, bleh. Um, and it's literally 1722, I think, which is just like pirates are done. He died, and it stopped.
1: The whole thing just oh, you really like cut off the head of the snake yeah. and the yeah. Huh. Whoa, whoa, whoa! So I don't, I don't, You, you. He was beheaded by a cannonball. Is no, that what we're saying? No, <laughs> like, he was
0: hit by grape shot, which is when you put oh, like tons of little yeah. bullets into a. Yeah. So it just hit okay, him in the neck, fun. and he bled out. All right. Yeah, which is rough.
1: I'm gonna think of him as being beheaded by a cannonball because that fucking. It's rules. cooler. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, much less gruesome.
0: So uh, the dread pirate Roberts, he's based on him, just to like the idea of here's a guy who commands respect through, sure. like, nice authority as opposed to bad authority?
1: Yeah, you're saying he ran his, his fleets democratically. Yeah. It, like, truly, like, he gave his captains freedom to run their own fleets?
0: More on this in a moment, yeah. Oh, sure. If you take—so, Dread Pirate Robert's getup of Wesley is yeah. a combination of Black Bart's, like, written down how people saw him. Okay. Dressed sure. plus Zorro is pretty much it. Um, <laughs> okay. The main difference being, uh, Black Bart always wore like deep scarlet red, which Ooh. is odd, uh, yeah. and a huge floppy hat <laughs> awesome. with a huge feather in it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we've also got Barbosa.
0: Real, yes. Real thing, yep.
1: again. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: He was referred to often as the gentleman pirate.
1: Oh, my. Uh,
0: because he rewarded cooperation. He treated prisoners much less cruel than most pirates. Oh, good. He would typically either just execute or uh, conscript, yeah. whereas other pirates would torture and
1: oh, so
0: hold for ransom, that kind of thing. He didn't really do that. Okay. He thought yep. that was cowardly, so he didn't really allow that to happen. Okay. Um, and he was, uh, he was thought to be a teetotaler. He just didn't drink. Oh, Which is okay. wild when you think about a pirate.
1: And just like, what else is there to drink on the He had like... tea. He
0: literally just, <laughs> he is famous for drinking tea.
1: A gentleman's pirate indeed.
0: He wore a I big old cross around his neck that was reputed to be originally owned by the king of Portugal that he had sold. <laughs> uh, and I yeah. would
1: believe it. The yeah. number of ships that this guy has pillaged. Yeah, sure.
0: But one of his most lasting contributions is he's the guy that came up with the idea of, and the first one of... The pirate code
1: yeah nice
0: and i have that okay. code here today
1: oh okay what do you what do you come up with
0: it's got uh, 12 articles i think or 11 articles so some of these are old timey written and i don't know what they mean um <laughs> okay. but first one is the big one every man has a vote in affairs of the moment he has equal title to the fresh pr- provisions or strong liquors at any time and may use them at their at his pleasure unless a scarcity makes it necessary to vote for a retrenchment so okay literally Everything belongs to everybody. Yeah. Unless we start running low, then we'll vote to, like, I ration. To
1: make sure we all get some. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh,
0: this is the one I don't quite get, and I'll kind of gloss over. Uh, every man to be called fairly in turn by list on board of prizes because they were on these occasions allowed a shift of clothes. I <laughs> I read through this numerous times, and I think what this means, everybody gets a fair share and yeah. sometimes you get bonus clothes.
1: Sure. Like like <laughs> booty-wise. Yes. yes. And part okay. of
0: this is uh, you cannot steal from another person. If you are, you get marooned. If you get in a fight with anybody, you get marooned. Oh. Like, literally, this is all the, like, thing. people have their own belongings and shares. Yeah. You can just have the fresh provisions. You can okay, share sure. all that stuff. But if you get, everybody gets the same booty at the end of the, the raid, yeah. no fighting over it. If you do, you're out. Like
1: <laughs> no time for lollygaggers. I like that already. Sounds like a better society than the one yeah. we live in right now. <laughs> if you
0: if you steal from one individual party, that individual party has the option of not marooning you, but just cutting off your ears and leaving you in a port where you'll have a hard time. Is literally uh, <laughs> it's where he specific. was. Where he was sure to encounter hardships. You would put them <laughs> at a civilized port, but like. Okay. Maybe you don't speak the language. Oh, okay, like all right. That.
1: Or where they don't like earless people, yeah. or something. <laughs> okay. Yeah,
0: so specific. Uh, but here's where we get into some just more like we're living in a society. Okay. Third article: No person to game at cards or dice for any money.
1: Oh, no gambling.
0: No gambling. You can you can play games, but you sure. can't use real money.
1: Oh, money, money. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. No swindling. Yeah. All right.
0: The lights and candles to be put out at eight o'clock at night. If any of the crew after that hour still remain inclined for drinking, they can do so on the open deck.
1: Okay. Yep. So like,
0: let us sleep. You can go (laughs) party if you want.
1: We live in a society.
0: Every man is expected to keep their peace, which is uh, pistols and cutlass clean and fit for service. So like... Take care of your arms. They are your responsibility. Okay. No boy or woman to be allowed amongst uh, the crew. If any man were to be found seducing any of the latter sex and carried to sea disguised, he was to suffer death.
1: Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay.
0: So I think this was noted as a, like, you know what causes problems? Money and women between men.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Nip this in the bud. Especially
1: at a scarcity of either thing.
0: So, like, when you go to port, live it up. But don't bring that back home.
1: Yeah. (laughs) This is a safe place.
0: Uh, to desert the ship or their quarters in battle was punished by death or marooning, so sure. we're all in. Okay. No striking one another on board, but every man's quarrels to be ended on shore at sword and pistol. So,
1: okay. He really did this was like, you didn't need to worry about whether you were going to get your throat cut yeah. on the ship while you were sleeping. Like,
0: this is literally, you're coming to work, you don't need to bring yeah. <laughs> your personal problems here. <laughs> Leave
1: your shit at home. Yep.
0: Uh, no man to talk of breaking up their way of living till each had shared at least 1,000 pounds if, in order to do this, any man should lose a limb or become crippled in their, in their service, he was to have $800 out of the public stock and for lesser hurts proportionally. So you literally, literally have a social safety net. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Better disability benefits than Ontario. Yep. Currently. Yep. Right now. Yep.
0: If you get a thousand bucks, you God. can start to ra- like rally against certain articles, is basically what they say, or you're allowed to just leave. No questions asked. You can fuck off and do whatever you want. Okay the captain and quartermaster to receive two shares of a prize the master and bo'sun and Gunner one share and a half other officers one and a quarter all the crew get one so there is a little bit of okay, like,
1: there's some there's mm, some stratification
0: but nobody minded that everyone is fine because it's written down it's clear
1: yeah okay all right I suppose and it's not egregious it's yeah. like it's it's twice that's it yeah yeah it's, it's not, not- 871 yeah. fucking times. And I mean, this
0: only was on the books for three years, so yeah, yeah. who knows where who it could knows. have gone. And the last article, this is where I was like, what? They have musicians on board? Yes, there are musicians on board 100% of the time. Okay. The musicians to have rest on the Sabbath day, but the other six days and nights, none without special favor. So you've got to do what we tell you six days of the week, but there's one day we, we can't ask you to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so cute. So
1: wait, were they were they like <laughs> they were specifically onboarded to be musicians or it was just like whichever one of the crew could play something, you were designated the musician. I think for. it was that, yeah. Okay. And like right. you would
0: have to do less hard work because you're a sure. musician.
1: Your fingers. You can't you can't fuck up your fingers. Yeah. I was not allowed to play soccer as a child.
0: (laughs) I wasn't allowed to play hockey. It's the same
1: thing. (laughs) Oh my god.
0: So that's the pirate code.
1: I love that. Yeah. Can I get some of that? No wonder women were always, like, disguising themselves as men and trying to, like, get in the pirate (laughs) life. That sounds rad. Yeah. Okay. Just
0: go and hang out with some bros. (laughs) (laughs)
1: And, like, very clear expectations set and, like, good work-life balance. I can't (laughs) believe I'm saying that about it, but...
0: So the majority of pirates in literature are based on this man because it's the idea of here's your scoundrel who's actually a gentleman.
1: Right, yeah. There's more under the surface, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a perfect, that's such a good, like, Dread Pirate Roberts thing of, like, you're scared of him and he seems awful and terrible, but that's just what you hear from the people whose business is affected by him robbing you. (laughs) When you meet him in
0: real life, he's polite, he doesn't have a drink. He he... drinks tea. Yep.
1: You're not allowed to mess around with women. (laughs) That's amazing oh i'm so glad i know that yeah. black
0: bart black okay. bart aka the great pirate
1: great he was great yeah he sounds really
0: great so uh those interested in pirates that's a great place to start your research if you're yeah. like reading about pirates
1: and <laughs> now i do
0: because that's where i started doing research for this so, yeah.
1: <laughs> apparently it was the best place to start <laughs> Dope. Okay. Yeah. Wait, and so then why Zorro? You have the perfect pirate. Why would you th- throw Zorro in there? I think they're just, just doing it to do
0: costume and shorthand of like, this guy's good at swords. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Fine. Squash buckling trope Yeah, sure. Stuff. There's a, yeah. yeah. He's masked. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah. Do you think Inigo went on to like become Dread Pirate Roberts?
0: I do. I do, do think that, and that that becomes, he's just like, okay, I'm going to quit pirating and I'm going to go back to Spain. Right and start I'll making swords or make something a, no i'll make a new name i'll, I'll go by a new moniker uh, and, I'll okay. be Zorro.
1: <laughs> and then he became antonio vanderas yeah.
0: <laughs> he morphed into
1: it's what happens to all spanish men over yeah. 50 it just
0: it's referred know. to as the mandy patinkin cycle yeah. <laughs> there's
1: the Krebs cycle the mandy patinkin. it's fine <laughs> <laughs> I think that's so great too because the the most gentlemanly thing in the whole movie is when he yes. pulls Wesley back up off the cliff and they're like no 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 like take a take a moment catch your breath yep. and they like chat a bit and there's is there's just so like there's no ego there both of them are are just here to do their best at swords yeah you know
0: and that's like how both Black Bart and Great Pirate Robert or Dread Pirate Roberts comes about of you were my enemy you were actually very good. And I'd like you to be my friend, but also take over from me. I'm leaving.
1: Yeah. (laughs) But this is yours now. Yeah. That is so funny. Uh, The pirate cycle of life.
0: Yeah. Simpler times. Smellier, smellier (laughs) times.
1: Mm, You could definitely die of a tooth infection, (laughs) but you were guaranteed food. So who's to say? I can already maybe die of a tooth infection now.
0: Don't even get to be on a boat.
1: No. I would like grog. (laughs) That rules.
0: Yeah. That's that's all the info I brought to you today for Princess Bride.
1: I love that. Yeah. Thank you for your research. (laughs) Yeah, you're welcome. It's always my pleasure. Mm. And tip of the hat to Bob Anderson. Yeah. My goodness. We love you, Bob. The star of our month, apparently. Yeah
0: yeah yeah. Uh, so do you have any final thoughts on this here, Princess Bride?
1: I just uh, my my final thoughts I feel like we we have chatted about already where it's just it's such a an obvious piece of media where it's yeah. just like here I'm uh, not only am I presenting to you a very st- stereotypical isn't exactly the word, but just a very obvious and easy-to-digest yeah. piece of media. And, yeah, uh, it's
0: just here is a genre movie. like Exactly. Yeah. Here
1: is the genre. And not only here is the genre, very obvious, no, but, you know, I'm presenting it to you as the genre. Yeah. Like, you're being told that it's the genre. So it's sort of this, you know, it's not a commentary on it per se. Well, it kind of is. It's a little bit of a commentary on it where it's like, here are the pieces and here's how they fit together. But just finding some neat little, you know, nothing crazy or wild happens, I think. Like you said, the the wildest thing in there is that uh, Humperdinck was trying to start the war himself, and yeah. that's the intrigue, you yeah. know? And it never goes... You don't get any... You never say why he wants to do that. Like it's no. it's not important. I feel
0: like the shorthand is somehow he will make money off it. Like that's what Yeah, my assumption yeah true, is. true. Yeah.
1: yeah. He's gonna levy taxes to pay for the war or yeah. something like that, right? But it's it's just this very like watch these people go through this very well known trope and and Mm. genre and you love the characters so you're very invested in that story even though there's no way you don't know how it turns out and like fred savage interrupts several times to be like i know that's not how the story (laughs) is going to end you know what i mean so it's just it's just it's on the strength of its characters they're so charming and so well written fun those are my final thoughts
0: uh the only other thing i was going to mention is just that i anything on this movie is kind of talked to death i feel like but i just i love the the way it claims Planes. Planes. The way it plays with uh, just like m- the movie medium, like all the framing mm. stuff. It feels like one of those things of, I was shocked to learn it's how the book is written because it feels like <laughs> such a thing of you can't do this in another medium. Yeah, yeah.
1: It would be silly to just present the contents of the book itself. Yeah. 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 You I can't just do The Princess Bride. It's the Princess Bride is a story that you tell.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so it's just... it's. I it's not that I have a hard time classifying this but I have a hard time (laughs) comparing this to other movies because it feels like that's fair singular in its use of taking advantage of filmic language and stuff like that
1: that's totally fair yeah I like that playing with your your sense of how the movie should unfold yeah yeah exactly nice
0: yeah so now it's time to uh take this movie and program either a double bill or just a recommendation we keep it nice and loose Mm -hmm. uh yeah so I would love if you take us away
1: okay here I go um, mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, this this I think is uh, could easily be considered more on the arty side mm-hmm. it's it's a classic you know for many people some people not that big of fans of it but I think the majority of people either grew up with it or are just charmed by it it's got that like very just it's clear that people are enjoying making the movie yeah. you know yeah um, so I think it's considered a classic and it's not, it's, it could be considered almost pulpy, but I don't think that's mm. how most people hold it in their hearts. Mm. You know, um, I'm excited
0: to learn where I hold this movie in my heart.
1: <laughs> I, I encourage you to reflect on that. It's this.
0: currently like flying around before I get the <laughs> specifics.
1: You gotta go to a doctor, man. Yeah. I think I'm
0: just describing a heart murmur. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry. Go and on. then
1: Nick died. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna pair this with what to me is it's trashy equivalent. They're, mm. they're the same movie. Um, <laughs> do you 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 have seen this i think but i'm going to pair it with popstar Never stop, never stopping. <laughs> I want to, yeah.
0: <laughs> I haven't thought about that in a long time.
1: It's so good. So mostly the reason for this is there is like, you're telling someone's story, but you're doing it in a framing device of like the documentaries, the framing device, right, the people right. following him around, um, with a camera are the grandpa kind of telling, you know, the grandpa gets to tell how the story comes out yeah. and as, as do the documentarians, um, But it's it is actually like it's it's a parody of the genre in the sense that it's being presented to you as like, hey, remember romance stories? Hey, you remember music documentaries? Mm, Like, you know, behind the scenes exposés, whatever. But they are just that movie on their own as well. They're satisfying to watch. Like, if you took out the framing device, it would be satisfying to watch those movies on on their own, as they are. And they're just so full of good lines, and they're so funny. I have to assume that Andy Samberg caused someone to vomit laughing. Like, it's (laughs) all of of them them are so good, yeah. Yeah. Um, I got to go
0: back and rewatch. Extremely
1: quotable. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. And there's no way you don't know how the story ends. Yeah. You know how it, you know, mm-hmm. how it plays out and but the fun of it is in watching those characters navigate the the story and and watching them personally grow and you're very attached to them. However dumbass they may be. <laughs>
0: So really like we love our dumbasses on the squad
1: I appreciate that sometimes I rip on us for being stupid as a species but sometimes it's great sometimes
0: we like it when so, don't we like it guess
1: it's totally up to me
0: <laughs> I am the arbiter
1: yeah so that's what I'm gonna pair it with those are both like movies that comment on a genre but are also just very satisfying <laughs> as the genre
0: I like that. That's fun. I yeah. now I'm just I'm looking off into the distance, thinking about Popstar, and I don't remember it well enough to to. No,
1: I think I think you should rewatch yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah. The time has come. It's a very like, oh, Princess Bride is like too fantasy movie for me. Or like mm. Popstar is too uh, music documentary joke for me. Like, no, I, I honestly to give it another shot. <laughs> yeah. How no. about you?
0: How about me? Uh, I'm just choosing another movie that I feel like takes very huge advantage of of uh, the idea of what makes up a story and uh, the film language and medium takes full advantage of that okay. um, and you can double the bell these because they're both nice and short mm-hmm. but uh, throw on Millennium Actress from 2001 oh, from nice. uh, Satoshi Kon which is it's an anime but it's it's unlike sort of. yeah sort of it's animated I guess is what I'm saying it's animated and it's from Japan <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the general backdrop of it is that it, there's a movie studio that's being torn down and a TV interviewer has tracked down its most famous star uh, who has been a recluse for 30 years or so. Mm-hmm. And her, the idea is that this person is like a conglomeration of a few different Japanese stars. So if you sure. know Japanese film industry,
1: you're like, oh, it's very rewarding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. uh,
0: but it's fine without I know I saw it before I knew a single thing about uh <laughs> Japan's film industry. Um but uh the idea is that the T V interviewer is giving doing this interview with this long recluse reclusive actress. Yeah. Uh, and when she tells a story, the documentarians go into it and they run through the story together. Yes. So the documentary is the framing device, but then at certain stages that recounting of her individual story becomes a framing device for the movie that she's shooting. So yes, you get long right. shots of her acting in a movie, and, and it reflects the story that's going on. And it'll just be like, cut, and then it's back to her individual to her story. Interviewing. And yeah. then there'll be a minor earthquake, and then it's back to the <laughs> the main framing thing.
1: It's very like, who who is... Who is the story about exactly? Yeah. yeah.
0: But it's yeah. it's just like about a love story. It's an incredibly yeah. simple story when you boil it down, which is why I think yes. you've thought of it with Princess Bride.
1: Totally.
0: Where it's just this incredibly simple story. You know how it's gonna end pretty much. Uh yeah. in fact I think the ending is the first five minutes of the movie and then. <laughs> yes, you work that's back right. After. Yeah. Um but it's how it accomplishes showing you everything in the movie, that it it couldn't work in any other medium well.
1: No, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Like, taking full
0: advantage of that.
1: That is such a good one, because it seems like... When you read the synopsis and stuff it's just like this is so dense and yeah. weird i don't think i would enjoy this I, it's it's honestly so, so simple. watchable
0: and yeah. so much fun and like i remember going into it just on recommendations from other people and being like oh this is going to be like this obtuse thing that i won't understand yeah and it's like 80 minutes and yeah. <laughs> just like the references are like hey you guys know what godzilla is here's a reference to godzilla yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's not anything more <laughs> intense than that really yeah but it's just yeah it's a super 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 fun time yes
1: yeah. nice i love that yeah. Also one I would love to rewatch. So there I'm going to double go.
0: build that with the title of Millennium Princess.
1: <laughs> oh, I didn't come up with one for mine, but I am i don't have the... No, I'm not going to well, try I, it. I'm... We'll drop something in here. <laughs> yeah. um... Title goes here. <laughs> Thank you so much for that save.
0: Yeah, no problem. <laughs> uh, you're the editor, so you have to do it.
1: Uh... <laughs> Uh, chore.
0: Yeah. Nice. Uh, so it is time for us to go do our chores. So, <laughs> where can the good people find you, Aaron?
1: Oh, uh, uh, if they would like, I'm on uh Twitter at Maclebase, M-A-C-L-E-B-A-S-S,
0: and I'm on Twitter at Dick R Navis, D-I-C-K R N-A-V-I-S. Mm. That's right, spelling it out this week. Uh, but the pod itself, you can find at Gartipage Pod. It's G-A-R-T-B-A-G-E Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, please drop us some reviews to help more people find the show, and uh, yeah, tell us what you think about Princess Bride. It's a, it's a, is it of something that's a childhood classic to you, or was it something like me where you found it as an adult and you're like, this is cute.
1: <laughs> I love this. Yes. <laughs> what part of your thorax does this live in? <laughs> I need to know for research. Oh, well,
0: now that we're all conscious of our thoraxes, <laughs> I hope that you will join us next time for another pile of garbage.
1: If they are, we all be dead.
0: No more rhymes now. I mean it.
1: Anybody want to feel it?
0: Yeah!